Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Yeah, welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. My name is Tony Sincata. Joe Galina, not with us today. He's not dead. He's just at his son's. Um, his son won an academic award, so he's there. Um, he has not perished, and you don't have to worry about that. So we will get Joe Galina back, and uh, he will be better than ever next week. And we love that Joe Galina is still a man among boys in the first hour you can go and get on demand on itunes we talked about becky hammond and the possibility of her becoming the first woman's head coach in a major sporting event we talked about how major league baseball and all the leagues just completely keep screwing you every chance they get an opportunity to screw you by moving the Yankees and Red Sox two games to London and you season ticket holders are a-holes because you let them get away with it. You should take their all-star violets and throw it in the Boston Harbor and interact like that and show them all their home runs away where we're at. But you know what? You're going to throw my all-star ballot into the Boston Harbor. We also talked about the situation involving what the heck is going on with elephants in the circus. And we need to get them back. We just need to clean up a couple things and go from there. And we can do that. And that's the problem. And then we talked about Pete Considori. This is last weekend with us. He's going on to bigger and better things. He's been producing all the weekend shows and done an amazing job. And Pete plays the electric guitar in heavy metal bands. He loves his music. He loves his hockey. And we have Gabe Morrency on the channel. Weekend Fantasy update is on the weekends. But during the week, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, you can check out Game Time Decisions with Cam Stewart and Gabe Morency. I come on the last hour and a half, give you a little DFS information. And we're going to listen to Gabe Morency's band called Homicide. Now, first off, Gabe's a little different than most people. He's passionate, he's fired up, he's a little crazy. How do you feel about naming your band after an act of murder? Uh, Pete, what are some of the band names you played in, and how do you feel about the name Homicide? So so the two bands I played in, one was Hydroplane, uh, okay. and the other one was Killing Karma. Okay, so Killing Karma is for people out there. It's not like Kama Kama Chameleon. Uh, Karma is not a person. Uh, Commer is a a way of uh, being and a way of going through your life. Right. So uh, that was so what my two nobody bands. Nobody was actually right. Homicide. Killed. I don't know if I'm I'm liking the band name. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's it it it. it, it it's pure Gabe. It crosses a line at some point, and I think, <laughs> and I think you know. Listen, it works for him. I wouldn't name my band Homicide, but yeah, 
first of all, I'm not sure it works for him because uh, <laughs> I don't think Gabe's got rich. And maybe it's one of those things, right? The band may be good, but people say, well, we can't do anything with this band. They're named Homicide. Yeah, I, I Listen, I've heard some band names before. I've never heard it called that. Like, I am well, actually going to tell would, you. People. How would you feel? How would you feel if you heard a heard a uh, heard a band like called Burglary? I think I'm all right with Burglary. Like, because Burglary, I don't know. It's weird. Like, that's kind of funny because no one died, and Burg. I don't know. Like, I think of the Hamburglar when Burglary comes around. Oh, okay. I don't know though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either about this. This like unarmed robbery. Is that a good name? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything that's a crime is a good name. I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, unless it's like <laughs> unless it's like running a red light. You know, I, th- I think we could all live with that. All right. So the stupidest name I ever thought for a band, and they needed to change it or they weren't gonna make it, which I'm obviously wrong about, but was Florida Georgia Line. I was like, are they real? That's their name. Like, are they keeping that? Is that <laughs> what they've decided? So, I really thought that was the dumbest name of any I, band name in the history. I, I think I got one better for you, Tone. I, I may right. have the words incorrect, but this is the premise of it. Uh, the band name was "I Wrestled a Bear Once" or "I Fought a Bear Once." I think that's the. It's that "I Wrestled the a Bear Up." Yeah, it's "I Wrestled a Bear Once." That's the that's the band yeah, name. Not a good name. No, not a good name. Because that's like a scent. Like, you can't Google that, right? And find that band ever. You probably could if they had enough hits. No. And honestly, if you're, wrest- if you're wrestling a bear, you're not playing in a band. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're done. If you're wrestling a but bear. But if you're wrestling a bear, that's what's going to, like, every every camping trip that went wrong oh, is going to come up in Google, right? I guess. Uh, you know. All right. So we're going to, I'm going to do my Simon Cowell impression here. I'm going to listen to a little of Homicide. I have not listened to this clip. I hope that every word is an F. I don't, well, I, I, don't. I listened to it. I'm going to play you the oh, okay. the the music portion Good. of it, and you can you can go about the music because I w- didn't have time to screen the actual lyrics. So we'll just go musically. Yes, this, All right. This was a problem back in the day uh, in Sirius <laughs> XM. Uh, we had we ran into this a couple times, and we we're like, "Oh no, somebody should have listened to it." Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Let's yeah. hear Homicide with Gabe. Here Morrissey. we go. Some things going on there, man. All right, that's the game warranty. Now, homicide. That was from December thirtieth, two thousand seventeen. Uh, apparently, and was, was a reunion. Comment. Yes, a reunion, and they're they're doing another reunion this year. Now, that seemed like like real hard rock. Like that yeah, seemed no, good. That was, that was it. That was it, man. That was uh, you know. I wouldn't know if Homicide plays into the, the, you know, the name of the band plays into the music. But, you know, it, it was, it's hard rocking. It was good. Actually, there's a comment on Twitter, wicked quality. So uh, I, I like that. Now, the problem here with this band, Homicide, and what they're going to do here. Uh, this was live at the Catacombs. I also saw a video, like the Spectrum. There's no way they played the Spectrum in Philadelphia, right? It had to be like a, somewhere else called the Spectrum. Might be like a bar in their town. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I couldn't tell. If they played the Spectrum of Philadelphia, good for them. Yeah, so Gabe uh, Gabe getting it done uh, right there. I wonder if Gabe – now, he, I'm looking at this video, and Gabe looks like he's in the middle of the stage, but I don't think Gabe sings. I think he's just a guitarist. Well, you know, I don't he, know he, where the singer. He makes, he makes a little move toward the mic, and then he just plays another riff. So I don't know if he was, like, faking people oh. out. He was like, oh, I'm going to sing. No, I'm not. Gotcha. <laughs> Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so check game out on Mondays through Fridays, 4 to 7 p.m. And, of course, Homicide uh, will be touring in Canada. I believe they're touring next week in the Vancouver area. Um, but don't quote me on that. So listen to the show and find out when the guys uh, will be back and better than ever. I, I'm excited. Would you uh, put your band together and open up for Homicide? Yeah, I mean, we would love to play again. Uh, we had made an album, we made a music video. 
we had done all that stuff and we played a couple live shows toward the end of our careers, let's say, in, in music. Uh, but then, you know, people moved away for college and, um, you know, some, one guy started a family. So, you know, we, we haven't had much time to play, but, you know, heck yeah, we'd do it. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think when you play, how old were you when you're playing in these, sh- these concerts? Uh, I was in college. It was uh, sophomore, junior year of college. Yeah. What was the most people that ever came to a show? We played a show at Manhattanville College where it was out in a, in their quad, and we had we had a good amount of people there. I want to say maybe 50 to 75 people were on the quad. I'm not going to say they were listening to us, but they kind of had to because we were loud, so yeah. they were listening to us. Yeah. Uh, but, we you know, we had like a mosh pit going. We had a circle pit going oh, for those for those no, heavy metal Jesus people. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we, we, right. we really had it going, man. Let me get all right. First off, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to this mosh pit. We're gonna right. put that on a second for a minute. Okay. First off, did you feel out of fifty or seventy five people? How many people in the band? Six. Uh, four. Four. Yep. Do you feel like with a crowd of fifty to seventy five, if the musicians wanted to, every one of them could have uh, made love to a woman in the crowd? Uh, I mean. I had a girlfriend at the time, so I wasn't thinking about that. But I mean, it's no, a possibility. That's that, it. It's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, the ratio's there, right? Right. It's so amazing. Like musicians always get women. It's always the front man. It is. Like, like have you ever heard like uh, the bassist being like the guy women are like crazy about? It's always the front no, man or I the th- drummer. So here's what I think it really happens here, and you guys are getting a music history listen. So I agree. The premise is, like the Rolling Stones in their heyday, right? Everybody's going to the hotel, and they want to bang Mick Jagger. But there's 32 girls there that want to pick Mick Jagger. And I think Ron Wood becomes the consolation prize. Like, you know what? Mick Jagger, he's got two or three women. But you know what? At least I got Ron Wood or Bill Wyman, the guitarist. So I think they become the consolation prize. If your band is good enough, you're still going to get some action. Consolation prize. Look at that. I don't know how I feel about being the consolation prize. At the end of the night. Yeah, I, I, at the end. Out. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Now, you kids of these generation, there's something wrong with you people. <laughs> All right. Elaborate. And I'll tell you why right now. This mosh pit has gotten out of control. Mm. So... When mosh pits in my time, you get in, you run as fast as you can into each other, and you hammer each other a little bit, and then you get out and whatever. Now, we just had Rockfest or Rockville here, which is a three days of uh, rock and roll concerts, right? And they have these mosh pits, and they have all these types of – there's probably 100 bands. And people run into the mosh pit, right? And guys punch the other them in the face. Yep, that's that's the thing. Now I don't agree with that kind of mosh pit. There's see, yeah. the, the mosh pit has evolved. The mosh pit started with just pushing people around, and you had fun just yeah. pushing people. And if someone fell, everyone stopped, picked the guy up. Are you okay? Good. You you move on. Yeah. You keep doing it. It has turned into people just throwing their arms around in a in a unorganized manner where people are getting punched in the face. I've seen a couple roundhouse kicks. I don't know where that came from in a mosh pit, but yeah. Um, I try to stay away from those. Sometimes you kind of just get sucked in because of the way the crowd is moving, and you're like, oh, crap, i got to get out of this. But but I agree. It's evolved to something that is just unnecessary. This is a weekend fantasy update where I'm giving you lessons in life in this hour. This hour is the lessons in life. Now, here's what else, the mosh pit. There's a, that's, that's alarming. Not only can you run in there, and someone thinks it's openly okay to punch you in the face. It's okay even if it's a woman to punch her in the face. Like, there are women running into the mosh pit and nobody's treating them any differently. I know everybody wanted equal rights for a long time in this country. But if we were not going to grant equal rights, maybe the mosh pit is where we should have like kept the equal rights out of it. Yeah, I, I get very nervous when I see... Uh 
girls participating in it. Um, not to say they yeah. can't hold their own, but I I would never but, condone hitting a woman in any sort of fashion. So if a woman if if a girl got hit in that, I would feel terrible. And and I'm gonna be honest, the person who hit the woman probably would have got his ass beat. You know, from everyone else. This is uh, this is the this is the crazy. Now, there was one other incident we got to get to, and I, I I'm not totally against this. Crowd surfing. Now, crowd surfing is a little crazy because this is an open access to grope and molest people legally. So it's usually like a hot chick or a teenage guy that's getting passed from the front of the stage to the back or vice versa. Well, what happened in Jacksonville, it went wrong. They were passing the person down, and then it ended. <laughs> and they oh, got passed. Geez. And there was no one there, and the guy broke his neck. That's terrible. Yeah. And I don't know how these things don't happen more often than these things. Right. Like, the whole premise to me is cool. I've seen lead singers jump off the stage, and they like, you know, they do it for a while. Like, I like the premise of it. But, again, when people are drinking all day, yeah, people it's are not, on all sorts of drugs. not a good idea. Something bad can happen. I've never crowd surfed because of that fear. I'm like, someone's going to decide not to hold me up, and I'm just going to fall like a ton of bricks. <laughs> It's crazy until someone breaks their neck, and it's insane. But even say like the crowd serving goes right, right? People are putting their hands sometimes where they don't need to be. Like that's that's an open invitation. So there's your twenty minute take on musicians, concerts, your safety. Stay tuned for more of the weekend fantasy update. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back. Weekend fantasy updates. We're getting it done, man. We've got everything today, man. We've done it all. We're telling people like it is. Giving you the fantasy updates. We're giving you the band updates. And uh, I'm not a big fan. I go to a lot of live music and I'm getting kind of turned off by the whole live music scene. Because it's all fake. Like, there's nothing worse when you see a guy with a guitar and a microphone. And two things that are worse. He's got his little iPhone, like, on a holder. And I hear keyboards. And I hear other instruments that aren't there. That sucks. I, I, I want real instruments. Then, you should never, ever, ever get paid if you're a musician and you're reading the words off your phone. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. It I have another one. the crap out I of I have me. another one for you, Tone. All I right. hate it. Absolutely hate it when an artist, especially a famous one, comes out holding a guitar, and he's a singer too, or she's a singer, and never plays the guitar once. Why are you wearing oh. the guitar or holding the guitar if you're not even going to play it? Just sing and get off the stage. I have an answer for you. I know I, one of the uh, – Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. God, has uh, made a lot of money in his career. Will come on the stage with a guitar. He may play it. 
but it's not actually plugged into the amp. So even if he plays it, uh, <laughs> it's not going to work. But, like, I don't get it. If you're going to come out and sing a song, come out and sing a song. You don't need a guitar. What do you think? It makes you look cooler. Like, I don't know. Are so you, do you have stage fright? Are you hiding behind the guitar? At well, least pretend like you're playing says. it. Garth says it's because he's fat and he wants to cover up his, his stomach. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's crazy. Like, it's not even plugged into the amp. Yeah, it's not even believable at that point. Uh, yeah, so that 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 bothers the most, crap out of me. Most guitarists, you know, uh, they don't, they don't use the wire. Well, they have a wireless system now where there's like a battery right. pack on the on their back yeah. that uh, yeah. the back of the guitar that you know they just use. So it's all wireless. But still, yes. plug the thing in. Even if you play one chord, the whole song, just do it. Just do it. There you have it, people. We uh, there's nothing worth. And you know, and the more and more, like here, people. Ozzy Osbourne was part of this rock fest. I'm Ozzy Osbourne was the first concert I went to. Eight dollars twenty five cents. Motley Crue opened up for him. It was amazing. But let's be honest, people. Ozzy cannot utter a coherent sentence. And yet every song he sang was like it was off the record. Something don't equal add up there. And I'm going to tell you that Ozzy is not singing. And in fact, it was so bad, like his mouth was moving. His mouth was moving. And I don't know what he was trying to say, but it wasn't the words that, to the song that was actually being played. So I don't even know if he knows that Over the Mountain is being played at this point of this, the concert, and he could be singing Flying High again. And we'll never know. <laughs> but that's, that's where we are in music today. <laughs> you, you know, it, 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 it amazes me how people lip sync and, and all that stuff. You know, you're a paid artist. You're getting paid millions yeah. of dollars from your record company or whatever, whatever the how it works. And, and you're out there lip syncing. If you're not good enough to play live or sing live, you shouldn't be an artist. I, so I, I, here, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to go in further, right? Because here's the problem. We have the government chasing down whether Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels had sex before he was the president of the United States. Like, it's not something that happened in the hair. It's not how to do anything with life. And we're wasting millions of dollars. So I feel okay. Recommend some more waste. I want it to be on every ticket. If an artist is going to lip sync at all, it needs to be on the ticket. Oh, before you buy the ticket. Away. Yes. Before you it buy a ticket, be it should be ticket. on the concert thing that says, hey, you're going to buy tickets. Yeah. By the way, uh, he or she's going to be lip-syncing the whole concert. Do you still want to come? Yeah. I I want it to be known. We put we put things out there. I want to know if the show's live. And, and this is what – I'll take it a step further. This is why I prefer to see an artist in an acoustic performance, and I think they're amazing because you're still getting some of the the purest entertainment back in the day and that's why i'm big on on acoustic performances lately man those guys are uh, can you imagine if we went to a baseball game and it was already decided yeah. who's gonna win it, it we're just gonna have the understudies it's it's fraud you're paying money yeah to watch a, an artist perform and what are they doing they're just playing the album on the speakers i could do that at home why do i have to spend a hundred dollars on the ticket to come see you play the play the album on, on on the stage. I don't get it. See, I might be okay with the Britney Spears thing and the uh because I get I get it the Britney Spears thing. Britney Spears is basically a show. It's not she's not a musical actress to me. She's not a musician. What she's doing is she's out there and she's flipping around and she's doing these somersaults and she's doing all these things. There's no way you could sing and do that. There's no way. You can't do it. So you should have the reasonable expectation that she's not really singing. But it should say that on the ticket. And I get that. But when I go see musicians right, like Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, I, I expect them to perform. I went to a Def Leppard concert once. And yes, I've seen it. Them. Was, it was so 
good. It was a great concert. You could tell that the the musicians were playing, but for some reason, when the lead singer sang, it, it just sounded way too perfect. Like you know, it's <laughs> it's it's like you're trying to figure out because you're all the way up like in the nosebleed, so you really can't see if he's singing. So you're trying to figure out, okay, is this really him singing? Is he really that good, or is he lip syncing a little bit, or is there like an auto tune on it? So I, you know, it, it bothers me. I want I want the reality of it. I want to see you say, look, I get it. You tour and you do a thousand shows in your your entire career i understand your voice can get tired or your voice can crack or you could be flat on a note that's fine that doesn't bother me it bothers me when you're blatantly just lying all right so i'm going to give you an instance uh this was in 2005 i was in a kenny chesney concert in kansas somewhere and kenny chesney was sick and not feeling well and he told the stage manager to turn up the the band. He sang. He sang. He didn't take the easy way out and he went for it. He just wanted the music to be louder so people wouldn't get his, his voice crackling a little bit. And he chose to sing the whole concert. I gave him credit. I'd give him credit there. I, I would. Yeah. He, he didn't say, look, uh, let's put a track and I'll just pretend like yeah. I'm singing because I'm sick. He just said, you know what? I'm not feeling well. To try to cut out the impurities so this is not a terrible concert for everyone, boost the band up. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think that's perfectly acceptable. See, people out there, we've got you covered. We've got you covered uh, here. Cleveland Indians and the New York Yankees went at it today. It's a one to nothing. Uh, the Cleveland Indians in the bottom of the fifth inning. Chicago, St. Louis in the top, bottom of the first. Uh, we have St. Louis with two guys on no outs uh, there with the Cubs. The Cubs have been uh, a disappointment in Major League Baseball thus far. When you're looking at the Chicago Cubs and what they've done this season, you've got to say, hey, Tony, 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 is Joe Madden finally biting the bullet? I, I wish it was. But they're 16 and 13. They're only a game and a half out. You know, they're plus 24 on the season. If you take the run differential, the Cardinals are leading that division at 18 and 12, 28. The Cardinals, I think, are for real. And I think the Brewers don't have enough pitching to hang with the Cubs there. And it's interesting is I think the Pittsburgh Pirates are a team that we all undersold, and they're going to be good too. If you look at it from top to bottom, I think the National League Central might be the best division in baseball. I think when you look at it, one through four, the Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, and Pirates, I look at that and I think the Cubs are by far the best team. But I wouldn't be shocked Shocked if one of the other teams won that won that division. Now, the AL West, I mean the NL West, the National League West, you have the Diamondbacks at an impressive 21 and 11, a 656 winning percentage. You have them in the Colorado Rockies at 815 and 15, the Giants at 17 and 15, the Dodgers at 15 and 17. Uh, my expectations are the Dodgers pick up, despite some injuries, pick up and they uh, turn that around and they can go and grab it. And the one situation that's insane is the American League Central, where I've said this the Indians are 17 and 15 in first place. Uh, I believe that the Indians will be the only team, the single team one team that will at the end of the year be 500 in that division that's how bad my belief is that division i look at it and say oh there is nothing going on there we have nothing positive to look for in that division but you put your best foot forward and you try to get it done. And that's the interesting aspect. We get Boston, Philadelphia tonight, Toronto, and Cleveland in the National Basketball Association. How about this? Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this is a team that I actually looked at as being the team that was going to represent the Eastern Conference. I didn't think they matched up well with Golden State of Houston, so I didn't have any expectations of them winning the NBA title. But I am shocked at how well the Celtics have handled them from a defensive perspective. And really, really, there's been no fight whatsoever from the Sixers. They have 22 points. That little Kevin Hart dancing around the sideline and acting like an immature little piece of poop. And then we get him, and we cut him down, and it was like, sit down, Kevin Hart. Sit down. So I wonder if he'll be in attendance 
today, acting all boisterous and getting it crazy. I'm hoping so. But then I'm hoping the Celtics take it to them. The Philadelphia 76ers. And are we going to see Ben Simmons finally show up and play like a stud? Or is it going to be Ben Simmons? They're trying to make me shoot from 20 feet. You know what, Ben? You got to keep shooting and you got to hope they go in and then they adjust and they respect your shot. You got to get them that. Because Rajon Rondo, very similar, right? Not a guy that can shoot or score from the outside. Teams dare him. And you know what? Rondo makes one every once in a while. And then the teams have to change up where they go on the fly. And I think that's the same situation with Ben Simmons. You're going to have to give him a shot. So we could fantasy update. My name is Tony Cicada. And of course, we're here absolutely getting it done every Saturday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Myself, Joe Galena, Joe out of action today, but Joe will be back next week. And uh, he'll be ready and raring to go. One of the things you're looking at in baseball is pitching, pitching, pitching. And we heard Mike Florio. On one of the commercials today's show, berate Clayton Kershaw. How Kershaw's not doing this, Kershaw's not doing this, Kershaw's not doing that. But Mike, anything he said was not incorrect. Everything was on the money. But what he was actually doing is comparing Clayton Kershaw to Clayton Kershaw. So it sounds like Clayton Kershaw is off and not on his game. But basically, Clayton Kershaw is not living up to the Clayton Kershaw standards, which he's had over a career of one of the greatest pitching bodies of work in the history of baseball. And now he's 30 years old. He's had some back issues the last two years. And he's still one of the most dominating pitchers in baseball. He's just not dominating to the Clayton Kershaw level. So when you look at it like that, there's two schools of thought. One, I'm going to sell high on Clayton Kershaw. My answer is, what the hell are you going to get in return that's going to be close to Clayton Kershaw? But two, I'll give you a free pass if you're making a trade because Clayton Kershaw has had back injuries the last two years. You've got decent performances out of him. And he's saying, hey, now I'm going to make a move before he hits the DL and bring something in. And he's speculating on an injury situation. I don't have a problem with that. But I think the perception out there now is that Clayton Kershaw is not the same guy. And I don't want you to accept anything less than Clayton Kershaw market value. And don't be given a discount based on the perception of a failing Kershaw. If people are only going to trade you based on a perception of a failing Clayton Kershaw. Keep him. Keep him. Trade him, no problem. Trading him on a discount, big problem. Then you keep him. And that's the way to go about it. This is the Cinco de Mayo edition. The Weekend Fantasy Update. I got a text here. Cinco de Mayo, does that mean I have to have a margarita? No. It means people died in a war. That's what it means. And I don't understand how we got to a point where we turned it into 
a day where everybody gets sloppy drunk. Right? For many Americans, Cinco de Mayo means enjoying Mexican food and probably a few margaritas. Mexican independence is celebrated September 16th. Cinco de Mayo commemorates the Mexican army's unlikely victory over the French forces of Napoleon III in the Battle of Puebla. So people, you're out there gunning down chicken tacos and margaritas to the death of French people. Don't seem right. Stay tuned for more for the Weekend Fantasy Update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if these guys are live or they're member X. We're getting it done. I don't think those old hip-hop people, they got pride. They got pride. They're not, take those recordings off. We're coming. We're coming live. And they're going to dance and shake their booty. I like that. You listen to Weekend Fantasy Update right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My name is Tony Sakata, and we are here. Absolutely getting it done because that's what we do each and every week we get it done like nobody's business have a poll up on my twitter the tony sincata the tony your mom should have told you how to spell sincata c-i-n-c-o-t-t-a can a woman become a head coach in the nba 69 percent of America says yes. 31% say no. Pete Considori, are you surprised by the results of this poll? Tony, I'm very sorry. I stepped away from the board. What were the results again? 69% say a woman could be head coach of an NBA team. 31% say no. I, I thought there would be more percentage for yes that she, the, a woman can be. Me too. I, I thought it would yeah. be a, a much bigger margin. The first five or six votes came in that said yes, yes, yes. So right. I thought it was going to be a home run. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, but I got to be honest. People in social media are not the nicest people in the world. True. Like, I don't know what it is, but you guys choose everything to be negative. And so I, it, it shouldn't shock me at all is what I'm getting at. True. I understand that. I just, I thought, you know, you'd get at least, I don't know. You 85 to, you to 90% saying, yeah, why not? You yeah. Know? You wanted to believe in the people. And yeah. They let you down once again. Yep. Now, this is Pete's last weekend with us. Pete, uh, tell the world where you're going. What are we going to do with no Pete Constantori? Pete's been here since we started doing this full time on the weekends and uh, and making sure all the shows ran on the weekends. And I've I got to be honest, because I usually am, and – we have a lot less problems on the weekends than we do during the week. I've got to be honest there. So, Pete, you've done a great job. Well, I, I appreciate those words. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be finishing up my master's in sports broadcasting. Uh, my passion is to uh, do some music radio, so to be like a radio DJ for um, Get out of like classic rock or heavy metal and stuff like that. That's what I did back at Iona, WICR. We had a show called Full Metal Attack, me and my friend Nick, and we, we had a lot of fun with it. So I want to pursue being an on-air personality, uh, not only just a producer, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes from there. I mean, I uh, like I said in other shows, Tony, you've been, been a – a great role model, and I've learned a ton from you being a, one of the, the great on-air personalities. Um, everyone's a great on-air personality here at the What Network, so I've, I've learned a lot from everyone, and, and I thank you. 
But here's the crazy part is like this is the differences for all the people out there that think they can do what we do all the time is there's different aspects in life. Like Pete wanted to be in an FM, I call him FM, but now it's whatever, uh, a radio disc jockey. It, it, I could never do that. Like there are people that think I have a good voice, but I don't have that type of voice. And Pete has the perfect voice for that and, uh, and could bang it out. Plus, any guy that likes to talk to himself for three hours, I don't think he could. I, I probably wouldn't play the music. I would just keep talking. Yeah, that's that's the part that scares me because I could do two hours by myself, maybe not three. No, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it, I would love to do, you know, even if it's talk radio, like I, I did the show here, the producers. Uh, yeah. I wasn't the best at sports, but, you know, we, we did a great job, and I thought we had a lot of fun, and I contribute to other shows like this show and, and Fantasy Sports Today. So, you know, I was out, you know, when I started here, it was outside my comfort zone, but I'm really glad that I got the opportunity that I did. And, um, you know, I, I sent an email about this too, but I've been forever grateful for Nando and uh, Mike Cardano uh, give me the opportunity here, and everyone's been uh, very nice and, and supportive, and, and they've been teaching me. You have as well, so it's it's been fun. Uh, you know, it, it's sad to see myself go, but um, you know, it's it's time to move on. It's time to move on. You got to do one of those things. And for all the people out there, like if you do a three-hour show, right? The key is not the three hours you're doing the show. It's the preparation before the show. You have to be prepared. If you're going to do three hours, you better have six hours of material that you are comfortable to go over and go from. And then also, if you look at it from a three-hour perspective, is that that's going to intimidate you. What you need to do is you got to look at, I'm doing 12-minute shows or whatever the segment is before your commercial breaks. Uh, we do 20 minutes. So we do 20 minutes. That you just look at it as, I got a 20-minute show. And my goal is to fill the uh, the talk time up in this 20 minutes. And then the next 20 minutes is a whole new show. And I go at it that way. And then it doesn't become overbearing. Um, Pete, you can elaborate on that if you'd like. Yeah, so preparation is key. I mean, I remember when I did my hour radio show at Iona College, and it was just music format. I probably did about two hours of prep, what songs I wanted to play, uh, what news was about those those artists. In sports, it's 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 even more preparation involved. Stats, um, you know, predictions. You, if you're a host, you have to make the format of the show and where you want to go uh, with the the theme of the show. And if you go on tangent, you have to kind of bring it back. So, you know, a three-hour show could take you all night of prep. Uh, just for a three-hour show. And like you said, you do it by segments. And even if you're alone, you could do it as long as you're well-prepared. And um, I definitely learned that from this station and working uh, with Iona's radio station as well. So it, it, it's a lot of fun. I love doing radio, you know, no matter what it is. I, I tell my guy, Mike Cardano, which you can check out, show out 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, talking trash. The best shows are easy to find out. The best shows are when you have the most material that you didn't get to. Like, what happens is people put together the stuff they're going to talk to, and they rush through it because they feel like they have to get everything in. Whatever you have 20th on your paper, believe me, you don't have to get that in. If that other stuff is killing it, you stay with it, and you go with it, and you don't need to get that in because whatever the 20th best story is is not earth-shattering despite what you think of it. That, it's it's true. I mean, I remember in the fantasy producers, we uh, we tried to find some obscure stuff to talk about. But that, to us, was our top stories. It was our, our top yeah. things. We had started the movie club um, shortly before our programming changed over, and we would just we would watch movies, and that was that was one of our things. We had a different theme for each segment. And um, if we didn't get to something, we'd do it next the week after. That's it. Whatever you do, people, just be passionate about anything you do, and you'll be successful. In life, as I'm sure Pete will be as well going forward. So uh, Pete Considori could be the next Wolfman Jack. And only people that are like 60 years old know what the hell I'm talking about at this point. But, hey, there's probably three people that are 60 listening to the show. If you know uh, who Wolfman Jack is, shoot me out a note on Twitter during the week. Tony, I know who Wolfman Jack is. I know who he is. And I... Is he is he uh, a guy that you've tried to emulate your career after? Uh, I mean, as successful. I mean, how do you not? He's a successful <laughs> DJ. I mean, obviously, I have my own style, um, but I would love to get to the to the the point Wolfman Jack did. I mean, it's 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 amazing what he did on the radio. He was talented too. So, 
I listen back though to some of the old stuff. And sometimes I'm like, how did people listen to this stuff? This is horrible, right? But it was, I don't know, it was in that genre, genre, and it was, right. it was, it was yeah, it's I mean, kind of weird when you yeah. go back and listen. I'll right. tell you what, what's the most horrifying is listening to shows that I, I, I did when I first started. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, Not you. Oh, I'm just saying God. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely agree. I, when I first started, I remember my professor made me do a radio show. I didn't know what I wanted to do, so I took mass, um, intro to mass comm class in college. And his mandatory thing was you have to do a radio show every week. And I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. And that's how I grew to love it. And I didn't even know I was going to be – I would like it that much. And it just it worked out that way. So It's always it's always fascinating when you go ahead. And, and, those, you li- and those first shows were rough, man. Oh, they were rough. <laughs> so, everybody, that's your thing. You can go ahead and – uh, plan your career in radio now. We've set you up for uh, positive, uh, a positive style, and you can go ahead and uh, grab it by the bull, by the horns, and get out there and get yourself a radio career, and, is, and you'll be broke. Yeah, this is literally a, <laughs> this is literally one stop shopping. We've got we've talked about everything: Kentucky Derby, circus, uh, <laughs> uh, women women being head coaches in basketball or any sports. We're talking about radio careers. We're talking about you know bands, musicians, homicide. Yeah, the, the homicide band. I mean, we're talking talk about swapping people's <laughs> trash out. I mean, this is <laughs> yeah, we've got it all here. Uh, the Atlanta. Braves have recalled right-handed pitcher Lucas Sims from AAA Gwinnett. Uh, the right-hander will provide a new arm to the Braves rotation. Max Fried, or his name is Freed, but I call him Fried. Uh, AAA move, he goes down to the minors there. So the Braves have made a switch in their rotation and bringing up another arm, Lucas Sims, who's uh, a guy who gets a shot in the rotation. Not bad, not great uh, for the Lucas Sims situation. Um, when you look in, can he help you out from a fantasy perspective? It's going to be depending on the depth of your league on Lucas Sims. Now, we're all at one time in search of pitching, right? We're always like, oh, I got to get me a pitcher. And is Lucas Sims the guy that's going to put you over the top? No. He's not. Can he get you a start if you had a two-start week? Yeah. Could you match play him against certain opponents? Yeah. But are you going out there to empty your fab budget on Lucas Sims? No. Not going to do that. He was a first-round draft pick, now 23 years of age. Triple-A, he pitched 12 innings this year. 11.68 K per nine. A 1.46 ERA. Now you're getting a little chubby, right? His walk rate, 7.30. He's pitched one game at the major league level. Walk rate, 81. In 50 innings at AAA 2016, walk rate 6.66, double A 5.44, 5.49. In baseball, I think you always protect your whip. And I get a little concerned when I see walks like that. So are you jumping on Lucas Glover or Lucas Sims? I say you go cautiously. Go cautiously, my man. Go cautiously. How are you people doing on Mr. Stanton? Here's a guy I have on a few teams. Are you trying to cash in and say enough is enough? I can't go on. I can't go on. Or are you saying, man, this thing will work out. He's still got seven home runs. He only has 19 RBIs. But you think it'll work out? Here's what I think. I think because he's struggling, you're not going to get what Giancarlo Stanton's worth 
in a trade scenario. So you hang on to him. If you're a guy that drafted Stanton in the first round, the thing that we don't sometimes take into account anymore is when a guy is switching leagues. And what happens here is that's still an issue even with interleague play. Because baseball's schedule is an unbalanced schedule. And you play 19 times against teams in your division. So you get so familiar and so accustomed to the teams in your division, the backgrounds for hitters in your division, that there is still a learning curve when switching leagues that I think generally we throw out as fantasy owners. So keep that in mind as you ride out Gene Callow Stanton and we come into other situations like this in the future. That switching leagues is still a situation we have to look at and say, Kimosabe, what are you doing? Tyler Chatwood bunted in a run. How do you like that? Oh, he was called out. He didn't bunt in the run. Oh. See, says the wise man. See. That's interesting when they uh, review a play. The first run in that game was scored on a Javi Baez ground out. Kyle Schwarber scored. Russell in third. Haywood second. Tyler Chatwood pitching on the hill for the Chicago Cubs. Luke Weaver for the Cardinals. For the Yankees, you have Sonny Gray with a 4-2 lead over Trevor Bauer in today's action. So we can fantasy update. My name is Tony Scott. We'll be back next week at 3 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you join us. Joe Galena will be back in the house, and he'll be ready and raring to go. Pete Consadori will not be back in the house. So, Pete. Best of luck. You're ready to move on. And someday may be the day that we don't spin records anymore. But whatever you spin, may it be a homicide recording. I hope you're talking about the band. Yes, 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 the band. Okay, good. Homicide with Gabe Morrissey, which we listened to a little of Gabe. We thought it had a nice sound, but we questioned their band name. Sometimes you got to ask the questions before we have the answers. If you don't ask the questions, you're never going to get the answers. And that's why you have the Weekend Fantasy Update. We give you fantasy, and we give you life, and we give you everything you need to be successful when it comes into play. I am Tony Sincata. I am going to bet on the Kentucky Derby right now. I am driving over to the dog track, and I am going to bet on the Kentucky Derby. I am betting... A five, seven, eight trifecta. Audible, justify, and lone sailor. So you guys, get your money in. Let's all make some money together. And let's all be forever remembering our success in the Kentucky Derby. Because one day, you tune in the Fantasy Update. And you've got an update on crowd surfing, moshing, and a trifecta for the Kentucky Derby. Tony Cicada, Weekend Fantasy Update. We're out of here.